0: It's Alana and Jacqueline, and you're back for another episode of Black and Yellow. Jackie, it's Halloween again. Again. (laughs) Again. (laughs) And it feels like we cannot get past a single Halloween season without having to deal with or talk
1: about blackface. Every time it comes up, huh? White people got a thing with blackface. What's going on? They sure do. And this doesn't just, it's not out of the blue, right? I mean, we're going to get into it. But like you said, uh, this has come from hundreds of years of, since the, the mid-19th century. Like, yeah, how, I just... how can it still be something pre- prevalent today, right? I guess right. you could say. That's the Again, question.
0: Right, absolutely. Because for me, it's like, well why would you want to wear blackface why would you want to walk around as a symbol of racism why would you want to embody a lazy unfunny costume idea that makes one want to do anything other than go and celebrate a holiday like I just don't get it I don't understand why someone would would gleefully jump at the chance to mock and dehumanize people of color even if That is not what you intend to do, even if you think it's a joke. But we will get into all of that.
1: Yeah. It's like, why do you want to, I guess, (laughs) sorry, this is going to come out pretty curt. Um, Yes, I love curt. But it, okay. But essentially, it comes down to why do you want to be racist? (laughs)
0: yeah uh, that's a great is that is that
1: fair is that fair to say because that's what you're being you're being racist and you're not there is no light in this there's no making fun of it because it comes from an era and it comes literally directly out of something oppressive and discriminating so it's not you Yeah, go ahead. I was saying blackface
0: is literally mocking portrayals of black people that reinforce the ideas that black people or people of color, I should say, are inferior to white people because I think that as blackface is common uh, in terms of white people painting their skin grease black and acting like black people. But as of recent, we've also seen people of color like Middle Eastern people also be the victims of this if we're brown face yeah or red face is another one that i learned about in prepping for this episode so um yeah white people love to paint their faces any other color than their own and i don't understand it but uh let's get into it shall we let's just dive right on into the history so, blackface at its very base is the, the birth of stereotyping. And as we all know, mm-hmm. the idea behind stereotyping is essentially created to simplify or reduce groups of people down to a one-size-fits-all idea. Cookie cutter, yeah. Exactly. So, we've heard of, of the Mamie, the Jezebel, the Uncle Tom, the Buck. Those caricatures were born out of blackface. So where Mm -hmm. did blackface come from? Well, let's get into it. Historian Dale Cockrell once noted that poor and working class whites who felt, quote, squeezed politically, economically and socially from the top, but also from the bottom invented minstrelsy, end quote, as a way of expressing the oppression that marked being members of the majority, but outside of the white norm. So minstrelsy which are comic performances of blackness, blackness being in air quotes, by whites in exaggerated costumes and makeup, cannot be separated fully from the racial derision and stereotyping at its core. They are one in the same. By distorting the features and culture of African Americans, including our looks, our language, our dance, our uh styles of dress the way that we uh, overall carry ourselves white Americans were able to codify whiteness across class and geopolitical lines as its antithesis so it's at its core it was white people spearing black grease paint on their face and distilling qualities of black people or ideas of black people for joking purposes but also mm-hmm. putting on shows it was a form of entertainment so the first yeah min- i think go, go, yeah, for it. go ahead no no i was gonna get back well, into it gonna, no you, all you
1: yeah I, w- I was gonna say that that it, it came it birthed from a place and became a form of entertainment but regardless that entertainment was a way to demean and become very dehumanizing to african-americans a hundred percent which we can get into more later, but that was almost o- the only way these group of people found ways to um, work and make money.
0: Which is deeply troubling to me because if the only way that you can find work is to mock and dehumanize an entire race of people, but also in ways, I feel like if you're dressing, if you are a white person dressing up as a black person, there's got to be some fascination that you have with black
1: people as well.
0: Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't
0: yeah. S- yeah. Right. I don't like that. that They're
1: inherently different somehow. Maybe,
0: yeah. Too? Exactly. It's like an us and yeah. them kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like animals and humans. Right. Pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. So the first minstrel shows were performed in the 1830s. But there was in prep for this episode. There was blackface on TV as recently as 1978. Small side note. Jeez. Uh, yeah, so the first shows were uh, in New York and they were obviously by white performers, the blackened faces, most used burnt cork or shoe polish. I wonder what shoe polish would feel like on your face and tattered clothing who imitated and mimicked enslaved Africans and southern plantations. So these performances characterized blacks as lazy, ignorant, superstitious, hypersexual and prone to thievery and cowardice. So Thomas Dartmouth Rice, who was known as, quote, the father of minstrelsy, end quote, developed the first popularly known blackface character, Jim Crow, in 1830. By 1845, the popularity of the minstrel show had spawned an entertainment sub-industry, manufacturing songs and sheet music, makeup costumes, as well as a ready set of tropes upon which to build new performances. So basically, minstrelsy was this subcategory performance where if you were white and down on your luck, you can just scoop up these ready-made kits and of how to imitate black people. You had essentially mock character outlines, and you could just decide, yes, I think I'm going to be the Mamie or the Jezebel or the Buck and make your own performances as a way to make money for yourself. Literally making money off of black people by imitating us, but... Right. By doing like a caricatured
1: version of the singing and dancing of slaves.
0: Exactly. To serve your own pocketbooks. We see this a lot, even in modern day times, even if we don't call it blackface. I'm not saying. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. So (sighs) blackface performances grew particularly popular between the end of the Civil War and the turn of the century in northern and Midwestern cities, where regular interaction with African Americans was pretty limited. So you basically got these white, uh, homogenous cultures doing blackface, even though they had very little interaction with black people.
1: When also being fully accepted by the society and gaining a lot of fame and culture and money from portraying these stereotypes. Exactly. And the minstrelsy and mm-hmm.
0: racial stereotyping on American society cannot be overstated. New media ushered minstrel performances from the stage, radio, and television. So you kind of couldn't Broadway, escape it. Broadway, vaudeville, no, all of it, all of Pop- it. It was everywhere. Yeah. It was a. It was. I hate to use this word, but it was an epidemic. It was a. It was a blackface epidemic that was sweeping our nation. And popular actors, yeah, I, popular American actors like Shirley Temple, Judy Garland, Mickey Rooney, yeah. all donned blackface. And they were bridging mm-hmm. the minstrel performances across generations, making blackface family amusement, essentially.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they decided to make a very crucial decision on how to uh, sort of portray the lives of these people Um For the sake of entertainment and laughter and people were foot stomping and clapping and cheering and doing all kinds of things uh, for the sake of their their laughter and joy.
0: Yeah, I think also it, it has to be stated that blackface, while I said it was seen in vaudeville shows and on Broadway, black actors also sometimes wore blackface too, but it was not because they wanted to wear blackface. They did it because white audiences didn't want to see them on stage without it. Because why would a black person get up on stage with a black painted face when they are already African-American? And as a side note, black shoe polish? I don't know what kind of shoe polishes you've seen, but all the black shoe polish. Or now. Like, all the black shoe polishes that I've seen, none of them mimic the complexion like the actual complexion of a, an african-american
1: oh, person yeah None there's no it. way it's it's like it's like our episodes on makeup you know there's no way you can create that hue without yeah. mixing a bunch of different colors
0: mm-hmm. and uh as i said earlier 1978 was the last time that i could find that that blackface was on tv and it was uh on a show called the black and white minstrel show which was a variety show of sorts needless to say i'm very happy that saturday night live came around and you know like up the variety show ante because blackface on tv even in 1978 is still shockingly recent yeah and yeah. makes me wonder like how was that still happening, even at that time?
1: yeah, and, and I guess that kind of I can just say right off the bat, how is it still happening now from what exactly you said in the beginning? Yes,
0: exactly, <laughs> so, and there was a great uh, article on Vox regarding blackface. Uh, I think a big part of the reason that that you and I wanted to do this episode was not to give you a history on blackface, but we really wanted to to get into the um the common reaction that I feel happens around this time of year when a white person is accused of um, wearing blackface, and they're like, whatever, it's just a joke, get over it. So this is what Vox has to say. Each Halloween serves as a reminder that a giant gulf remains between people who understand that blackface is in bad taste or are willing to defer to black people who tell them so and people who are still asking, but why? Why? You know, the ones who are thinking as they read this, you can't say it's racist because I can tell you right now, I am not racist. So it's fine if I wear it. Come on, get over it. Stop with the political correctness. I don't understand how this is offensive. It's just a joke. Those Mm -hmm. people drive me crazy. And I feel like we get a lot of those people coming out of the woodwork around this time of year.
1: Yeah yeah i think i think that the problem therein lies is that you know the minstrel the blackface minstrel shows were a huge form of entertainment and were extremely popular in america for like almost half a century so when you it's literally rooted in our history and i think when people do decide to say, oh, you know, but I'm just portraying a character, isn't it okay? And I think the issue is that we were talking about earlier is that um, it's impossible to distinguish the difference between blackface and its history. The history of, you know, oppression and dehumanizing and marginalizing black Americans. You cannot separate the two. Yeah, and they, if you think they go you can, hand in hand. hmm yeah, you if you think you can separate and, and make a difference between two, you're just you're being a pretty foolish and ignorant, which we also have seen many times, and many people apologizing for that fact later on.
0: Yeah, blackface was entertainment. It was also oppression in its most basic Completely. form. And yeah, like you just said, even today we are still seeing some of our favorite celebrities as well as politicians wear blackface or there were picture surfacing of them wearing blackface in their past and then they come forward with apologies and acts of contrition but it's kind of like why do it at all i'm talking to someone like julianne huff who in 2013 was crazy eyes from orange is the new black which as a side note let me just say this blackface is not just smearing black face paint on your face It's also darkening your face with bronzer that's 85 times too dark for you. That is blackface as well. In her case, because I remember seeing pictures of her and being like, Bitch, are you crazy? Like, do you know who you are? And do you know that you are doing something totally offensive and stupid? He asked, I guess. Did she apologize? I think so. I, like, honestly, I don't remember because I don't really keep up with her much anyways but I remember her and a group of friends being the entire cast of Orange and thinking you couldn't just be Taylor Schilling's character you couldn't throw on a dark (sighs) wig and be Laura Prepon like you couldn't be Taryn Manning you had to be crazy eyes you had the audacity to darken your skin and go out on the town like that no one and no one around you was like girl now, you know you need to stop. None of your friends are woke enough. And if that's the case, girl, get some new friends. But, like, you yeah. looked as a, a hot fool. I know black people dr- drug you as you deserve to be drug. It's unacceptable. Like, yeah, purely, I wonder completely. How,
1: I, I wonder how Uzo Aduba felt about that. Just being, like... I did not look into that, actually, in prep for this yeah. episode. I totally should have. Definitely should yeah, have done that. I- she seems like such a cool chick and i i i her reaction to that must have been interesting
0: yeah but i mean we've also got like canadian prime minister justin trudeau he got caught up yeah. twice he was he Yeah just like recently yeah one was an arabian nights party but i think the other one was something in like a performance in high school of some sort so he's Mm-hmm. you know it's one thing to do it once but to do it twice i don't know high school and in college high school i don't necessarily <laughs> want to say i'll give you the quote unquote slide but in college when you're receiving higher education you should know better
1: yeah i think i mean don't we all think <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true This, this is sorry i had to just <laughs> yeah <laughs> no yeah that's super valid but there's also you know like who can forget Ted Danson Wearing blackface while roasting his then girlfriend Whoopi Goldberg and using the n-word I think he got a lot of flack for that And I think she actually did
1: too Yeah that's the first thing I think about Was uh Whoopi y- you're gonna You're gonna let him do that <laughs> Yeah <laughs> apparently she was
0: behind it Which is why I think she got a ton of I flack for so. it I so
1: I also remember well, Jimmy Fallon yeah. in blackface on basketball SNL. player uh, mm-hmm. No Jimmy Fallon Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking about Jimmy Kimmel, who also did it, who also got caught for blackface. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. He portrayed some kind of basketball player on his Ah. show as NBA star Karl Malone. Got Um, it. Oh, yeah, for Comedy Central's The Man Show. Oh, my God, The Man Show. Wow. Oh, what a throwback. I know, that makes Ooh, me I haven't feel. thought about Ooh, that show and show and show in. Show in throw a back for you guys. I know. <laughs> um. All. Yeah, I just pulled it up here. Um, yeah, wow.
0: <laughs> I remember Jimmy's back Ballet then. There used to be shows Chris called Mann.
1: The Man Show. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that.
0: I remember that because I remember seeing snapshots of it and hearing my cousins oh, talk about S- it. Oh, on SNL. Yes.
1: Yes. Oh, so I remember I hearing see. my cousins who were
0: big SNL watchers talking about it and they were like, How does he think he gonna get out there with blackface paint and be Chris Rock when you know if anyone is imitating Chris Rock, you gotta have that big, grinchy, teethy smile? Like, if you're ever gonna imitate Chris Rock, that's... Between that voice and that smile, if you're not... If you don't have those two things on lock, you're not doing Chris Rock right. Just saying. And then other popular... Um, examples, Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder, Gene Wilder in Silver Streak, Billy Crystal as Sammy Davis Jr. on SNL, and at the 2012 Oscars, so he got a double up of blackface, okay there, Billy Crystal, Attorney General Mark Herring, white people really enjoy blackface. I just don't get it. They do. (laughs) They enjoy it. But in prep for this episode, I came across a great article. It's called Just Say No to Blackface. And it's by David Leonard. And he he uh, basically tackles two questions about white people doing blackface that I have always wondered. So first things first, he uh, makes the argument that blackface is tied up in some of America's worst racial dynamics. So Leonard, who's a chair of Washington State University's Department of Critical Culture, Gender, and Race Studies, sounds like someone we should have on the show. But I digress. Uh, explained to the Huffington Post in a twenty twenty in a twenty twelve essay, quote, "Just say no to blackface, neo minstrelsy, and the power to dehumanize," which is the full title of the article. He says blackface is part of a history of dehumanization, of denied citizenship, and of efforts to excuse and justify state violence from lynchings to mass incarcerations whites have excused and uh, whites have utilized blackface and the resulting dehumanization as part of its moral and legal justification for violence it is time to stop with the dismissive arguments that those describe these offensive acts as pranks ignorance and youthful indiscretions blackface is never a neutral form of entertainment but an incredibly loaded site for the production of damaging stereotypes, the same stereotypes that undergird individual and state violence, American racism, and a century's worth of injustice. Get it, David Leonard. I couldn't have said it better mm. myself. But I think my favorite mm-hmm. part of that article, he tackles what I call the ignorance excuse. The excuse of like, what? I'm just having fun. Why are you, why are you so PC? Can't you take a joke? What's wrong with you? He states in that very same article that some people feel they should have the option to live in ignorance. And what's wrong with blackface? Wow. Right. Right. That itself, (laughs) he argued, says a lot about how racism works. He says, quote, the ability to be ignorant to be unaware of the history and consequences of racial bigotry to simply do as one pleases is a quintessential element of privilege. The bigotry, i oh, sorry, the ability to disparage, to dehumanize, to ridicule and to engage in racially harmful practices from the comforts of one's segregated neighborhoods and racially homogeneous schools reflects privilege and power. The ability to blame others for being overly sensitive, for being, for playing the race card, or for making much ado about nothing are privileges codified structurally and culturally. Mike drop. Because that, in and of its core, is why I get so frustrated when white people do blackface. It's that, it's that entire blurb right there. I think you mm-hmm. hit the nail yeah. on the head about privilege and and um,
1: go for it. Go ahead. Oh, I was just uh, let me know if you need, if you find your word. Um,
0: <laughs> I definitely will. Yeah,
1: I think what it what it really comes down to is that you know it is part of American history, and based on your passport, you are an American, mm-hmm. and you cannot deny certain facts and certain moments and cultural, you know. Uh, phases that directly impacted your and our history and to say that you're just having a good time or that it's that you are ignorant or you choose to be ignorant is not acceptable it right. just isn't and who wants to be willfully ignorant
0: that's what i was gonna say who wants to yeah, where you're like, oh, you know what? I just don't want to know about X, Y, and Z. I am going to go out of my way because at a certain point in time, that's what you're doing.
1: You're going out of your well, yeah, way to I mean, remain ignorant. Well, Why that's do you exactly do what that? that's what Trudeau said. Was oh, I didn't know at that time. I'm not don't directly quote me here, but he said I didn't know that at that time what I was doing was harmful. Harmful, and now I do. And it's like, okay, maybe you're not American, maybe you're a Canadian, but. But really? (laughs) Right. I mean, really?
0: Don't we also live in a society that is supposed to value racial integration? Like, isn't that a thing that in our society we say we are proud of? Well, isn't there something sort of slightly unsettling about the idea that in a white neighborhood, the closest thing to a black person attending one of your parties is one of your white male or female friends
1: smeared in face paint wearing an afro wig like isn't that a bit unsettling it is and i think it's the it's the, the fact that we're we're gonna have to face that we still have to face in today's modern world is that despite the fact of you know things being very global and international and people becoming very you know educated and open and aware you know it's it's that thing of you know well why do people still do blackface during halloween and it's the thing where it's like yeah there are still towns in america where it's still 95% white, you know? There's still towns in America where they've never seen an Asian person or a black person, you know? And the one time they saw was someone driving through the town. Like, that still exists. And to me, I ta- I say that and I'm like, you know, there's like two voices in my head and it's like, well, really? Like, I would love to see it and love to experience it. But at the same time, I like, I know it's true and then I don't want to, you know? So... Yeah, I mean, you talk
0: about towns in America like that, and I'm like, I don't ever want to go there.
1: Don't ever want to experience that?
0: Don't want to go there.
1: Yeah, to think that that still is something that is possible and exists, I think for me and you, you know, coming from a very diverse California one of the most diverse cities um, in the world in that sense and having you know majority of the population being Latino and Asian um, it, it's common for us and, and we know what it's like to live among other ethnicities and go to school with them and fall in love with them and be with them and all this stuff and I think it, and I'm not this is not an excuse at all I'm not I'm not saying anything of that sort but but that that whole idea of why is this still existing why is this still happening why is it still getting repeated it goes to show that you know again what you said of why people want to do that and I don't get it either it's it, it it makes no sense for me um no sense at all you know and if you have if you did some kind of blackface in the late 70s or the late 80s. I remember in history in history class learning about blackface. And like then I questioned, well what are those history books really saying about blackface? Is it just literally 10 pages on blackface instead of maybe a whole, you know, 100 right. pages?
0: Definitely. And and I think that's why the whole willful ignorance argument is so confusing to me because it's like, well, we blackface definitely appeared in my history books as well. It wasn't as though yeah. blackface never appeared and it was just a uh, erased American history like that was a thing so if you yeah it's a it's
1: a chunk of history
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so if you're pleading ignorance then i can't help but wonder what else are you remaining willfully ignorant about
1: yeah and and because you can right it, it, quotation marks
0: right and to that i would say sir ma'am put your white away no one wants to deal with it Because when it comes to blackface, the arguing personal intent um, to me is, is irrelevant. Also arguing the need to be quote unquote authentic. If you're a white mm-hmm. girl who wants to dress up as Beyonce or Lana Kane, or if you're a white dude who wants yeah. to be 50 Cent or whatever, or or uh, offset from Migos, like the, the need for you to want to be authentically representing those people. And so in order to do that, you have to paint your face black is not a good argument to me, especially in a no. world where there is no shortage of white Halloween characters. There is a shortage right, of black
1: Halloween characters, but there is no shortage of white ones. But also, if you think about how many ways you can actually become someone else and become a character by not painting your face, you know what I mean. There are so many ways to get creative and to actually do that and accomplishing that one that without offending anyone and making yourself look stupid. Um, You know, uh, there there are there's tons of ways, and I think if people really wanted to 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 find out and you know make make that be a priority then then i think people should look more into how can i be creative and become this person without having to paint my face this person i don't mean specifically a black person but i mean you know a character or some sort of resemblance um unfortunately
0: yes 100 percent. um i was gonna say there was a- another article that really piqued my interest it was on salon.com and it's called White people have a problem with blackface by Brian Crable. And he refuses to accept the answer of uh, white people doing blackface is is just dehumanizing. And that's all blackface is. He actually has a much deeper theory on white people's attraction to blackface and by virtue black people. So he says... Mm. Typically, blackface is treated as a classic ritual of, quote, othering or identifying the difference between us and them. So you said that and then dressing up as, quote, them in order to laugh at their absurd qualities to display our superiority. My own research based on the writings of Ralph Ellison and Jane Allen Harrison suggests that we should approach blackface a bit differently for white people blackness has long been charged it is a source of fascination of a kind of electricity of fear and awe of power ellison drawing on harrison suggests that whites were whites are driven to create contact with this charged blackness to create a channel through which this power can flow whites in short aren't driven to ridicule the black other, But instead to contact and consume blackness and absorb this power through imitation, blackening one's skin, wearing a wig, speaking or singing or dancing as a black figure, making oneself over as the charged black figure, a white person in black face creates a conduit for power to flow, thereby appropriating that power for oneself and for whiteness. To call this simple mockery or cultural appropriation is to miss the vital functions of such acts. Mm,
1: I had never that. heard...
0: Same. And I had never heard that take on blackface. And it was shocking because right. it was one of the few... I don't think I, I found another read on blackface quite as deep as that one. And that right, one made me stop rooted and in... totally think.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think... Based off of that explanation or theory, it takes me right back to our episode of why black people are so cool. You know, there is this obsession, there's this obsession with um, music, hip hop, fashion, uh, sports that black people dominate and thrive in, you know, in a way that no other race really truly does. Mm-hmm. And that's not – I'm not being biased. I mean, that's just, you know, the truth. Like, you can see it on everywhere. Um, <laughs> I really am not. I mean, it, it, and and so it's – so, yeah, as you were telling me that, that's exactly where my mind went to was that there is there is this kind of this um, – I don't know if it's healthy or not healthy, but there is this kind of this obsession with, you know, um, just – Black people really dominating certain areas of culture and pop culture and society and I think that it's fascinating right? Does it all kind of link somehow psychologically?
0: Yeah d- for sure I mean I do think that African Americans have been at the forefront of creating trends in various elements of mm-hmm. society whether it's whether it's music, food fashion, makeup movies. body presentation, movies whatever, uh, music we've been at the forefront of of cultural creation for many many decades but yeah. that doesn't that still to me does not give a pass for i think black no. people are cool and i'm so desperate to just want right. to channel all that so, cool blackness and so i'm gonna paint my face and just like try and be dope by default nah yeah like nah <laughs> like i don't know what else yeah. to say other than that
1: You're Um, still white, just so you know. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) And there's plenty of cool white people. And if you, for some reason, don't think that there's enough cool white people, well, maybe you should do a little bit of digging within your own culture. Right, I think, you know what
1: I mean? (laughs) There's a ton (laughs) of white people who have done amazing things for our planet, who have led the way in society and pop culture and fashion and art and literature and history and all this stuff. So... I think to look at it as you know, again, no one is better than the other just because of the color of our skin or because of what we've done and I think mm-hmm. or created. And I think that inherently is like where lies the issue is that maybe because of a certain past or a certain person or some special thing that allows you to think that you can get away with something. And this is across everything. I'm speaking more universally here. You know, it still doesn't justify or validate anything, um, right? So, I guess that's that's our point we're making here for you guys, or not not for you guys specifically, like that you guys are gonna do blackface, but just this sort of general um, okayness that you know has been coming up in in, in lieu and of uh, Trudeau's recent exposure of brownface and blackface. I think and Halloween right around the corner. Um, we mm-hmm. had to talk about it. We've never done an episode where we really got in-depth about it. We've mentioned it. You know, we've had, like, the Jezebel and the Mamie's episode, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I we never really
0: a- went in-depth with Blackface. I think, maybe, I don't know if we ever really had a reason as to not talk about it. Um yeah. But I feel like in light of, specifically of Trudeau, it's like, we feel like we kind of have to talk about it. Especially also because Halloween tends to be the time of year that people feel like they can get
1: away with it. Yeah, you said it exactly, and I'm so glad you did, because if you haven't listened to our first part, go listen to our part one episode, because we really get into why people do or why people dress and do certain things the way they want to do it Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of gender biases going on there a lot of costume situations which is also part of this one um yeah so take a listen to our first part one and see if it resonates with you at all because it definitely resonated with us Um, and then i think from that we couldn't help but be like you know what happens during halloween (laughs) blackface exactly
0: moral of the story don't do blackface and if you've got friends um, that low-key once a year are like okay i would never do this any other uh, 364 other days i would never do this halloween doing it blackface you point those people right to this episode and jackie and i will get those individuals together
1: (laughs) yes we sure will (laughs) but other than that happy halloween guys yeah, we hope whatever you decide to don, um, and wear, and be, and do, and say, and act is respectful, and fun, and honest, and real, and and um, and just remember, don't do blackface. <laughs> don't do
0: blackface. And you know, if you're listening and you're like at a, a loss for a Halloween costume, it's never a bad thing to be a good old suffragette, Susan B. Anthony, mm. and Angela Davis. Florence mm-hmm. Joyner. Go back in mm-hmm. history. Be a great historical figure. I love a good history Halloween costume, Stu.
1: It makes Ooh, you look doesn't. smart. It's a makes shortcut you, yeah. to looking
0: really smart.
1: <laughs> oh, it sure does. Makes you smart, respected, attractive, all those things.
0: Right. Oh, look at that person. They're a figure from history and not a commonly known. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh I want so to hang out with that person. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This episode was produced by Christian Humes over at Zeitheist. We are the Black and Yellow Podcast. We are on the gram and you can find us on the gram at Black and Yellow Podcast. I'm Jacqueline Chung-Young on Instagram. And I am Alana Webster, but my handle is at Renegade of Fun.
1: You can also find us on Apple Podcast and Spotify at Black and Yellow podcast. The podcast is important. It is important. (laughs) Um, And you can rate, review. Please subscribe if you like. We'd love to hear your thoughts, any comments, any concerns, any questions. Reach out to us. Let us know what you're thinking. We'd love to hear from you guys. Definitely. One
0: love. Stay woke and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.